Turtle calm, turtle calm Replace my rage with your calm Take me back where I belong Back when my life had hope Alex and Tim lend their voice To old Splinter and the boys Tell us tales of turtle toys And Pat Fraley's quips and quotes Cover me with toxic goes I've got nothing left to lose Give me Bebop, keep the booze Cause he's my favorite swine Turtle cum, turtle cum Two kilos of turtle cum If you teach me what I want Then April could be mine Greetings, TurtleCom listeners. Welcome to the time trial episode. We're going to go as fast as we possibly can. We're never going to stop. No way. Any pregnant pauses will be deleted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're back for episode 22 of our classic TMNT nostalgia. Uh, Welcome to you, listener, for coming back and downloading our podcast. Or streaming it. Whatever you do. We don't care. Or reenacting it somewhere in your basement. I dare you to do that. Yes. Transcribe everything we've just said, mm-hmm. and then rehearse it for six to eight weeks with your friends, and then on opening night, we'll not come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll say we're going to come. We'll mean to be there. Um, at best, we'll show up, you know, five minutes before it ends, and then we'll just tell you how great it was. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is, is borderline ready to Ralph. I am. Uh, hey, guys. I'm sorry about today. If you notice the difference in change in energy, it is directly correlated to the fact that I threw up spaghetti in my bathtub this morning before coming to this podcast. I then had a coffee-flavored Starbucks <laughs> frappuccino because I knew I needed the energy. This was a mistake, and now I'm hovering over a basket. Do you need some water? We have some water. Nope, that will not help. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So Alex is uh, a little bit sedated today, thanks to... We're not going to say the restaurant, unless no. you really want to... We'll it. protect the innocent, because yeah. I like them still. Yeah. Save the names to You want to go back there again later and get food poisoning again. I would like to also have this experience sometime down the line, maybe in a week or two. That would be great. From the same, from the same spaghetti platter. Yeah. <laughs> like us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our Instagram. Got some cool stuff. Uh, I posted a picture of something that made me furious this week. I was down at the local Legacy Comics in Glendale, which is awesome. If you live in Glendale, please patron them. They're awesome. Oh. But on a whim, I purchased a little uh, mystery package by Kid Ro- or Kid Robot, Toy Robot. There's like uh, Bad Robot. No, 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 no. It's like Kid little... Robot. It's those little boxes with the little like they make the Simpsons figures and stuff like that. Brian is spot on with this. Yep. So it's like you get a one in ten chance of getting something, and I picked the worst. Uh, because what I drew out of it and it was instant I was instantly crushed and I was furious and I was angry and I was like I had a 1 in 10 chance of getting anything I would have taken a foot soldier I would have taken Krang in his android body Yeah. but I pulled out Leonardo uh. and I was pissed and I still am so I Instagrammed that photo so go on there and like that unless you like Leonardo which some people do and they're like why do you hate him so much I was like I have problems with authority leave me alone <laughs> Dox just wants anarchy anarchy please Oh. Some turtles just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo is not one of them. He is not one of them. Which also, I just want to address, I know I'm getting off topic. Can we also address the fact that Seth Green will now be the voice of Leonardo in the Nickelodeon oh, series? I, I like Seth Green. I do too. I think he's a great voice actor and I think he's a very funny guy. But that just is, if anybody, he should be Raphael. Absolutely. Or even Michelangelo. Like there's, mm. I mean, he could pretty much <laughs> almost be any of them but Leonardo. Just is not 
I, I just don't see any of his voice, like his range, matching Leonardo's personality. Well, also, what he's great at is being goofy and funny and interesting and whimsical, and I, it's going to be like... He's not going to play playing to any of his strengths. I feel like so. Yeah. Do you think he's at a point where it's like that kind of thing with uh, like the brothers Grimm when they cast those guys and they're like, well, we're not interested unless we get a, unless Big I name. get unless I get to do something different than what I usually do, you know. So like you know, as an actor, you always have that egotistical belief that you can do anything. Yeah. But you know, truly, like somebody more physically or vocally or whatever fits the part than you do, but you're like, oh, well, I can do it because I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the feature film starring Matt Damon and... And who is it? Matt Damon, uh, that's what they should have got. Heath Ledger. Heath yeah. Ledger. They were supposed to play opposite roles, and neither one wanted to do the show because, remember, Matt Damon was... Matt uh, Damon! Heath, Heath Ledger <laughs> Heath Ledger played the nerdy one in that movie and yeah. then Matt Damon played like the tough guy like whatever they were like Heath Ledger was supposed to be the tough guy Matt Damon was supposed to be the nerdy one yeah. and and both of them were like ah oh, we're not interested in this we do this all the time but what if we switch they got together and were like hey and they accepted him and it was awful. They got together, like a little meeting. Like I don't know if they got together, but like you know, they both agreed. They're right. like, yeah, we want the other part. And, Holy uh, moly! And what's his face is like, this could sure. happen. This could happen for the as long as we get both of you. Three. What do I care? Yeah, exactly right. Better than getting Tom. Gray. I wonder if they waited till they were on set. And they're like, you know what? I didn't. I didn't learn those lines. But I did learn. <laughs> oh, I thought you said the other guy, <laughs> and he thought you said the other guy too. So we're just gonna play these roles. <laughs> And that's how that studio lost several million lots of dollars. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Seth will surprise us. Maybe. I think he will. I know. Yeah. I think he will. You I don't what? think they would make that choice without, you know... Voice testing and directing yeah. and... Yeah. I mean, but he has such a... I don't know. We'll see. That's all I'll right. say. We'll there's, see. There's a common incorrection. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess you could call this our, our, our news section for the day. News. Uh, did anybody else see the, uh, the the image of the Super Shredder or whatever? Oh, yeah, does? I did, yeah. It looks like a gigantic, some sort of weird robot. Right. Which that they got out of Edge of Tomorrow. Or Transformers. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, straight up. Yeah. It's a cross between Edge of Tomorrow and Transformers. A lot of sure. people were saying, it was like, wow, is that Edward Scissorhands meets Shredder? <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, no. He was very shreddy. I mean, he had lots of points on him that you could get shredded on, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Edward Shredder butt, I they, think is really what it is. They just revealed it for the... Yeah, like two oh, days ago, I think. Yeah. Man, this movie is shaping up worse and worse every single time. <laughs> well, there's... Yeah, it's there's nothing redeeming about it. <laughs> so we just got to go in and be like, well, we're all going to do this together yep. and Any, see what happens. Anytime I hear a lot of buzz from the the, the, the organization, the machine yeah. about a movie right before it comes out, I'm like, oh, maybe this movie isn't too good. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, especially like kind of when they're giving away secrets that like could be revealed in the movie or whatever. I'm like, if they're like leaking those now, if they're leaking the good parts now, like... What's going on? Well, is this dude, the good parts? <laughs> yeah, well, also, the action figure line just released yesterday. Hmm. Everybody on Instagram has been like, look at my action figures, you know, so they're they're out there now. That's which is good. early, because the August 8th, 8th premiere date is still a while away. <laughs> which is, to me, a sad sign, because it's like, there's no way we're going to be able to sell these These toys, yeah, after <laughs> the movie comes out. Yeah, right. Sell them now. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, Michael Bay knows how to make money, though, right? Yeah, he, he yeah, but he didn't direct this one. It was Jonathan Liebman. Oh, he just He's, he just produced yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? We'll see. We'll make our own. 
But Mike Seeloff. Oh, you know what? Sorry, we got to introduce ourselves. Yeah, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Joining us today, <laughs> mysterious voices. <laughs> uh, Mike Seeloff. Hey, I'm the original voice of Raphael. Uh, that's not even a close to chance. No, it's not even a punch you because that's Rob Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got offended real quick. Yeah, I did. Like offended that real lot. quick. We, love, uh, we know the cast very well. We, I mean, not personally. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I hung out with Townsend two days ago. That's true. So there's really? A, uh, the voice of Michelangelo. I talked to Donatello. What's his name again? Um, Barry Gordon. Barry Gordon. Well, wait, okay, so Leonardo. <laughs> Cam Clark. Cam Clark. Ah, no, neither one. Who did you talk to? The last one was Kelly. <laughs> Kelly was in the name. Uh, maybe it was from the 2003 series. It's from the original 90s. No, that's not but possible. No. Cam Clark. Well, maybe he did it for a portion. Maybe did yeah. I don't know. Villages. I'm sorry. I'm I'm uh, incorrect facts. My name's Mike Seeloff. <laughs> don't visit my website. Michaelseeloff.com. It's a lot of lies. You're too busy being a professional actor. Wow. So kudos to you for that. We I talked to this guy on the street who said he was the voice. <laughs> <laughs> he swore. I, uh, I'm Brian Bliss, and I know no one. <laughs> <laughs> I know That's no voice you know, actor. I, I do. Bliss. <laughs> I don't know if she'd remember me though. Yeah, who do care? She probably doesn't remember anybody, right? <laughs> I think it's about that time. I though. think it's about that time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stab Comics and Corrections. Oh, barf edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, wow. I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't know it was going to be that bad. <laughs> Semi truck without its muffler. Right <laughs> Just trying to start its engine. Yeah, it's oh, incredible. Man. We'll get through it. It's fine, guys. Uh, so. <laughs> This week on Comics Corrections, I got a bunch of them, but I don't know which ones oh, no. I'm going to do, so we'll, we'll see whatever sticks. We'll do, we'll do CC Roulette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I definitely think I should start off with this one, because we were just talking about the Michael Bay movie, mm-hmm. and you made a comment last time uh, that you were basically about the action figures, and they're like, oh, but Michael Bay didn't give her her stubby thumbs. Oh, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> and I was just like... Oh, I was thinking about the old action figures and how they have the kung fu grip or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. the beer can shaped hands. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, is that what he meant? No, he literally means that Check Megan out. Fox has has a condition. Like, I, I had to look this up. It's a condition? <laughs> well, well uh, condition. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Megan Fox, this is from uh, listverse.com, uh, an article called 10 Celebrities with Strange Physical Flaws. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. So this is going to be very scientific. Yeah. Uh, uh, but actually, I, I looked this up on, on, on a health bank, um, website or something later, and it does match up. Uh, Megan Fox was born with a d- condition called... Toefoot. Bra- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, toe thumb. Gosh, toe thumb. dang <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> ruined my joke. <laughs> Which happens nine times out of ten. ten. I ruined my own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Brachydictyly. Whoa. It's really hard to pronounce because it's it doesn't make any sense. How well, to I see the, the, the dictal being dactyl and hand-related yeah. Latin. Whatever, it's fine. Brachydic- <laughs> Brachydactyly. Brachydactyly. <laughs> Thumbs, uh, which means that her thumbs are slightly clubbed and misshapen. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, both digits are short and have a very wide nail, though they are perfectly functional. This conduct. <laughs> uh, this condition is usually hereditary, though it can be caused by an injury in childhood. Uh, well, what was that injury? Well, here's—I don't know. I think I've shared this Being on the podcast too hot before. And sexy for everyone. As a kid, yeah. no, that's weird. No, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. But I used to slam my fingers in, 
<laughs> in the Bronco. My dad had a Bronco for a couple I slammed years. my fingers in Bronco. Yeah. It's because you're getting out of that back seat and you're holding yeah. on to something and then you shut that door and bam. <laughs> right on the thumb. Always on the I know exactly what you're talking about. If, you get, if you're getting out the the uh, the driver's side, you jam the right thumb. And if yeah. you're getting out the other side, you're jamming the left thumb. I've done that a million times. You know, I feel, I feel justified. I, I feel like my... <laughs> I, I, this is incredible. I felt alone in the world for a long time. Because nope. I never forgot those days where my dad would get out and he'd run right in the door. And I would just be hanging out with my thumb, thumb in, in the, the door. In the door. Yep. And the ah, yeah. I'm screaming, waiting for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Set me free! <laughs> Oh, that's that's incredible. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Those Broncos were still cool cars, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, my dad was pretty proud of it. <laughs> Every Bronco owner is like, fuck a Bronco. Fuck a Bronco, bro. Yeah. <laughs> OJ Simpson yeah. ruined it, though, man. Yeah. He really did. He ruined a great car. But how many thumbs have been saved? That's true. That's the lesson. Not Nicole's. Not no. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. It's been 20 years. Too late. Too late. One of the extremes. It's been 20 whole years. Man. He's been arrested for other crimes. Yeah. Uh, he's been in jail for <laughs> cacophony of things. Remember Judge Ito? Yeah. Oh, like that, there was like, that was such an entity in media. Well, like, he was that, so iconic. Just his look. Remember that LCD sound system song? Uh, I don't I remember, but it always, to me, sounded like, uh, Crazy OJ loves Judge Ito. <laughs> like it was just some weird song. I, I don't remember. I'll have that. to I'll have to talk to my friend or something. I'll Wait, wait, was this uh I'm just wondering about Judge Ito though. Was his like spotlight what birthed the daytime judge like talk show type thing? No, no because no. the Cochran or not Cochran, that, that's Judge the, Judy was around before then even. And then even okay. before, that was the people's people's court, the people's court people's. which was Judge uh, Wapner. Okay. Wapner, that's Wapner, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. no, but I think it definitely brought a resurgence to it. Maybe. You know what you kind of brought a res- uh, brought that thing out? I think like Donahue and shows like that brought about the the uh, I don't know, wait, judge. no, People's Court has been around forever. It's been right? around a while, yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, it was twenty years ago, so I was just wondering, I was like, because I I don't really remember much no. before the OJ since that was it. That's where my memory started. No. <laughs> <laughs> well Judge Wapner, um Judge Wapner was around even when they made Rain Man, remember? Because uh, yeah. uh Dustin Hoffman referred to in that movie. And oh, and God. he was like old school during right. that. I remember uh, being a kid, like being uh, kindergartner or like before I went to school and watching The People's Court along with <laughs> The Price is Right. Right. Yeah. So that was like delicious pairing of uh, four geriatric ago. programming. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh man. Then to top it all off I watched some Lawrence Welk. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. And some Hee Haw. The perfect, perfect senior special. Oh my god that's all the, the only TV you got in Kansas. <laughs> and MASH. Yeah. Big oh, fan of MASH. Obviously. My dad loved MASH. Uh, but th- there was a few other people that were on this list for different things. Yes, please share. I'm uh, very interested. <laughs> these were ones that weren't, I don't think, that, that weren't like musicians because I was just like, I don't know any of these musicians. I don't know who these guys are. So okay. these are the voices. They, these are actors. Uh, Vince Vaughn's Penis Thumbs was on the list. <laughs> what? That's what they described them as. Okay. And I guess it was just, I think he like, he lost like the tip of his thumb, okay. but the skin was still there. Oh. So he's got extra skin on his thumb. So oh, it's just kind of, <laughs> Can you describe that for me? <laughs> <laughs> that? He's got an extra skin flap on his thumb. Okay, okay. cool. Uh, How does it look like a penis thumb? Yeah, yeah, never mind. We're cool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> his thumb's not Jewish. Oh, uh, that's oh. true. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Garner's overlapping pinky toe. 
laughing. Yeah, it's like it's I, like you'll see that sometimes that person will have that bunion in that one pinky. You'll be like, <laughs> like pointed the yeah. other direction. It's like here's oh, your other toes, uh, and yeah. then the pinky toe. It's not like she can just pick it up oh, and do that. It's like it's stuck in that position, yeah. where it's crossing the other Ooh. toes. Her husband's Batman. He can't fix that. Do <laughs> you want to break a toe? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like major corrective surgery where they have to move like the the knuckle of the pinky. Yeah, that flange. Hey. Yeah. Wow. I saw some of like the, the different things that made up uh, bracket to lick to levy, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like there's a bunch of different things. Like this bone could be bigger. This bone could be bigger. It could be not any specific finger. Huh. But uh, the third last one on here was Lily Allen. Uh, Lily Allen's got a third nipple apparently. Yeah. Uh, Lily. Which was I was just like. How common is that, really? I kind of wonder, right? And so it said roughly 2 to 3% of the human population have an extra nipple, including fellow celebrities Mark Wahlberg, hmm. Tilda Swinton, huh. and Carrie Underwood. Tilda yeah. Swinton. Don't want to ever see that one. Really? I don't want to ever see that third nipple. <laughs> I do. Aren't Just to say I saw it. It's like a freak show. You you do call me. I might might show up. They they showed a picture of, uh, I think it was uh, Wahlberg's third nipple, and it just kind of looked like just like a A mole. mole. Almost like, yeah, like a mole or a bump. Slight discoloration. That's not a nipple. It's not a nipple. That's hair. But you might want to get that checked out for cancer. Nah, no, because it's got a hair growing out of it. (laughs) Okay. You're fine. If you got a big hair growing out of your. Mole, Mole, you're fine. For you <laughs> listeners at home, check your moles. Courtesy of Mike Seeloff, he lifted up his shirt and in his average. I actually have one too, I think. There you go. So we're all putting our shirts up today, guys. We're all searching for our uh, third nipple. I got one here. It's on my arm. All right, nipple arm. Cool. Nipple arm. <laughs> like somebody can suckle it like the, <laughs> <laughs> like the crook of my that's, arm. That's right. how you know it's a nipple. <laughs> you can suckle it. If you can suckle it. <laughs> to me, like, yeah, I don't know if I have any. I think they're like. Way back here. Take off your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I would have to. I would have to like contort and twist around for you to see any big moles. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Extra super crazy episode today, guys. Yeah, I want to know more celebrities. So though. much turtle talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily Mike brought his action figure of Michelangelo today, so I feel like we're mm. we're covered because no the presence. Yeah, the presence of turtles, turtles here. Yes, womanity. Yes. <laughs> the word that is, we thought we made up, yeah. but apparently there's a womanity.org. <laughs> nice! Ooh. Yeah, is it spelled with a Y? Uh, <laughs> no, no, with an A and a Y at the end. Right. Uh, <laughs> so technically. But it's uh, the Womanity Foundation, <laughs> formerly the Smiling Children Foundation. What? It is an independent private foundation established in 2005. It's essentially, you know, empower girls and women to shape their future and accelerate progress within their communities. So it's a good organization. I'm fine with that. That's good. Uh, and they also, but they also have a <laughs> uh, a womanity fragrance. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'll fine with that. Because <laughs> nothing says your future like the right fragrance. What does it smell like? I feel like the people wearing Success. it didn't get to go through that program. <laughs> I'm wondering what it smells like, but it comes in like a it, it's pink. Yeah. And the top is like the oh. silver thing with, I guess, like chains and rings on it to symbolize the union and the links between women all over the world. Okay. Uh, or the slavery that they're going through. <laughs> I know. It seems like, like a, yeah. a double-edged sword to use that sort of imagery. Yeah, chains. They got, they got to be uh, careful with chains. But they, but they claim <laughs> womanity is a word created to connect femininity, humanity, and city. City? And city. I guess like, you know, local community, I guess. Yeah. So towns are left out. <laughs> I, yeah, I think if you if you, if you come city, from a small burg, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, welcome. I'm great. Good job. Whatever. I'm fine with all that. I just <laughs> pointed that out because I was just like, did we make up a word? Did we coin something? No. 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 Somebody else is Humanity. Humanity. There's nothing. Am I saying this right? Yeah. Humanity. Humanity. And on the subject of humanity, our next one, uh, <laughs> just, just bulleting through these. This one, this one is true related because we talked about how Irma seems yes. like every episode she's in, she faints. Yeah, it's mm. pretty. Maybe she got food poisoning too. Like, Irma you know, was April O'Neil's friend. Yes, the one yeah. who's always like angling to get flowers. Oh, I wish I could get flowers from a band. Yeah, and then, oh, that's her. Yeah, and the cool hipster glasses, she, and the poofy uh, sweater. I know she's hipster for it. It's cool. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's the kind of like her. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely designed off of Annie Potts. But I think we've had that conversation yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. But we'll get back to her in the middle of the episode. Fainting is when you lose consciousness for a short time because your brain is not getting enough oxygen. Simple as that. Commonly known as passing out, a brief feeling of lightheadedness, dizziness, weakness, or nausea, which Alex is experiencing, sometimes (laughs) precedes fainting. Some people become aware that noises are fading away or describe the sensation of blacking out or whiting out. there's like a, all this is like common knowledge, but I think it's interesting here that uh, if you have no previous history of fainting, but have fainted more than once in the past month, you should consult your with your doctor. It seems like in that episode that we saw last time, she fainted three times in that one twenty-two minute episode. Uh, she should really consult the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe your glasses are too heavy though. That's what uh, I'm thinking. Like fainting is like the the equivalent, the, the brain equivalent of your of your computer just going off <laughs> like you too think, hot yeah yeah you think if you were fainting all the time you're like well maybe this might affect me in the future maybe i might want to go look she this. needs love that's what she needs <laughs> she does i provide that for her she said it she said it yeah uh, causes for fainting fear mm-hmm. which obviously mm-hmm. she's always in a panic right uh, emotional trauma mm-hmm. she's just never guilty. had a good relationship with a man guilty uh severe pain of never mm-hmm. having that relationship with a man mm-hmm. it's really sad mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sudden lo- drop in blood pressure uh low blood sugar due to diabetes oh, yeah. hyperventilation dehydration standing in one position for too long I'm learning a lot about her yeah Seizures, consuming drugs or alcohol. I think all of these things <laughs> probably apply. She needs to join the humanity crew. Yeah. I yes. bet any one of these could be the cause of all of her fainting. But what the root cause is is probably something deep inside Irma. Mm. Does she have a baby? <gasps> is that what you're talking about? That's deep inside. A turtle baby? Turtle baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but this is funny. When somebody does faint, yeah, when someone near you faints, you encourage blood flow to their head by raising the feet above the level of their heart. Uh-huh. Like if you see like an old like know, sitcoms and stuff, people would always do that, and it always be really comical and ridiculous. But they'd always be doing it wrong. It would be like yeah. not somebody fainted, but somebody was having a heart attack, and like oh, let's raise their feet so it gets to their heart or something. Like, well, actually, uh, do that when you're in shock too. That's what oh, yeah. you do. Yeah. Huh. yeah. You used to be an EMT, didn't you? No, but I made that up. Sorry. Military. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Which is twice as good. Oh. And I was a Boy Scout. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was just a cub. Up top. Oh, boy. So Mr. Boy Scout, did you also know the other way to try to prevent uh, one of these is by putting your head between your knees? Yes. Mm-hmm. When I was I when I was in often. when I was in uh, doing martial arts when I was in the military, they'd do this thing like if you got knocked out or somebody choked you out, they'd sit you up, cross your legs, cross your arms, and then fold you over. Hmm. Wow. Cross your legs too. Yeah, they cross. Well, I, I think that would just to keep you like sitting oh, solid yeah. like that. But then they would cross your arms and then just kind of bend you forward and then just kind of like. <laughs> Hmm. Wow, that's cool. Mm. Helpful things if you have to faint. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if that ever really helped. 
that, I, I felt like that was kind of like the martial arts equivalent, like when you got racked in football and mm. your coach would pick you up and drop you several times, which I was like, that's bull. <laughs> like that one, I'm like, you're just dropping me on my balls after I just got kicked in the balls. Like, <laughs> this is not helping Coach Lankus. <laughs> this is... This is <laughs> oh, gosh. The, the war stories from high school. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, Coach Lankus and Coach McGinnis. Those two are out for us. What's he doing now? I don't know. Coach Ambrose was nice, though. <laughs> Fruit of the gods. Fruit of the Ambrosia, yes. Yeah. I see that, yes. Last thing I want to do notes, because we mentioned the Muppets and the, the two old dudes. Their names were Statler, Statler and Waldorf. Waldorf. I couldn't remember that last time. I always feel like an idiot when I forget that. All right. I can always remember Waldorf, and then it's just a matter of, like, saying it. Because that's a reference like, to two critics, like historical critics. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, Statler and Waldorf are named after two New York City hotels. Hotels. Because mm-hmm. ah. the Waldorf is a hotel. The Waldorf Astoria and Statler Hilton. Oh. Oh. I'll be did dang diddly dude. Mm. Wow. Yeah. The only other thing I want to note here that's kind of cool about it is that in Sex and Violence, which was the pilot episode of Muppet, The Muppet Show. What? The, called the, Sex what? and Violence? Yeah. That's funny. What? Well, it was because uh, it's called Sex and Violence because it goes like just a big, like, one, like, cell picture or something that says, you know, this is the end of sex and violence on TV. And then it starts the Muppet Show. From the 70s? Yeah. Oh, That's wow. incredible. Well, oh. I mean, yeah. They they were, they were kind of... Well, you know how the Muppets, Muppets got started, too. right? Well, they were on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So, like, and they were part of, like, this edgy kind of, like, yeah. he was... Like, Saturday Night Live was originally going to be this, um, this variety show that had, like, all these new types of... <clears throat> of entertainment, but it right. just became more sketch. satirical, like comedy sketch, and they just started gearing more towards that. And mm. that's why What's His Face had the cartoon on there, and they brought that back. Jason and Gary. Yeah. Hmm. Or Saturday TV's Funhouse. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Saturday TV Funhouse. Fun what was the name of that? What was the name of the Robert something? Oh, Did that uh, cartoon? Robert Schmeigel? Uh, no, that's not. Th- yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had the Robert Schmeigel. Schmeigel. They had original mm-hmm. cartoons on yeah. on mm-hmm. Saturday Live as oh, well. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my back! Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Back my neck. Oh. This, is, this is the worst time trial I think I've ever done. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all I'm going to say for that. Statler and Waldorf, everyone. Those were comments and corrections. Sex and violence. That's incredible. Yeah. Sex and violence, more like sex. I'm not trying to be them. That's <laughs> fine. Well, oh. the funny thing about it was like uh, that episode. Uh, the the people who who puppeted them, Jerry Nelson and Jim Henson, were the the people hmm. who did them. Uh, but Jerry Nelson had something else going on, so Richard Hunt took the place of uh, the next few episodes after that, which worked out very bad for Nelson because Hunt became you know the regular for mm-hmm. those for the like the entire rest of the Muppets. Oh, uh, wow. so was wasn't like, Hunt oh. the guy who was that bad guy in all those eighties movies? He had that like he had the weird like crazy hair and like the big teeth. That was Kurtwood Smith. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I have no idea. I was like, I, <laughs> I oh man, who's uh, yeah Philip Schmeigelborg? Yeah, yeah I remember Schmeigel- that dude, Philip Schmeigelborg. Schmeigel- <laughs> 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 Just say the, something with conviction. People it sounds like Beetleborg. You. Actually, was he involved in was Schmeigelborg? Involved with Beetleborg? <laughs> that was a yeah, crap Bad Beetleborgs. Flabber. I tried to go back and watch the pilot of that show. Terrible. Yeah. Oh. Like beyond terrible, I'm just like you. Just kind of feels like there's so much dead air where you're just like, you're like, were they just waiting for the director to say action? 
Wasn't there like a mummy in that <laughs> show? Yes. Okay, cool. There's a was ghost this a live action show or was this a... It was, yeah, uh, it was like Power Rangers, except instead of Zordon and aliens that were giving them powers, it was a ghost... Jay Leno looking guy. Yeah. Elvis ghost yeah. in a ho- oh, mansion yeah. full of monsters like vampire, yeah. mummy, Frankenstein monster. Yeah. I'd really like to try and get the guy that played Flabber on our show. I think that'd be fun. Oh, they gave him this insane prosthetic chin. He looked just like yeah. Jay Leno, but blue. That's awesome. Eh, I guess. He looked, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Jay Leno if he was, but he sounded like he was like somewhere between Tarantino and Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I just I just thought this was a movie, and um, so I'm gonna go. And, uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, you like Fire blood? Much. I like blood. I have all this blood, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst Tarantino you can imagine. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was thinking about doing a Tarantino. I think it would have been horrible. It would have been worse. I have no idea. I'm just, I was trying to imagine what he sounded like in my head. Well, I was just I, the worst Tarantino um, segment I can possibly think of is uh, I just watched. I know <laughs> uh, it was when I uh, I watched Desperado like two weeks ago for the first oh, time. I love that movie. And him in that movie, like. I'm, I'm just so glad when he dies. In the bar thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Wait, what was the, what, the Old West one? Or the... Not Old West. Django? A Django. I mean, yeah. But when he... Was that Australian? That was weird. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's painful. It's yeah. like, I know you should put yourself in your movie because that's what you do, but you should not <laughs> do that role. Australian? No. That was that was the wrong choice. Make yourself a butler in the background or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way Stanley. that... Um, he doesn't have anybody to tell him no anymore. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just love that. Like Inglorious Bastards was like literally him misspelling it, and nobody's like everybody's like, oh, he intended to do that, <laughs> but but he didn't. Like, and then I mean, that's the story I've heard. That you know that that like basically like nobody's there to be like, no, no. Well, someone had to tell him eventually. He's just like, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think that was his idea. Mm, the artistic process. <laughs> yes. Well, I read something yesterday about the Mexican standoff in Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, nice guy, Eddie. Doesn't have a, a, a gun a, a gun trained on him. It's Harvey Keitel pointing his gun at What's-His-Dick. What's-His-Dick pointing back at Harvey Keitel. And Nice Guy, Eddie, has got his on What's-His-Dick. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, how does everybody die? And I think it, it corrects itself. And I think Harvey Keitel shoots twice or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But it does kind of like if you just watch just that frame, you're like, wait a second, who <laughs> shoots nice guy? Eddie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it would be so much easier to just be like, you know, pull one gun over. Right. Of course, at the same time, like I've directed a couple like small little things, and you've got so many fucking things to think about. Yeah. And like, I, I know that like the stuff I was doing was like way unprofessional. So like anytime I'd stop to think about something or something, all of a sudden everybody's jumping in. You know, like, oh, well, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and half the time, I'm like, just shut up for two seconds, and let me figure it out, you know, like, I've been at this for a little bit, not, like, at the job for a little bit, but you know how you pre-prepare, and you got your shot list, and all that stuff, and, like, and the second you stop and be like, okay, and then everybody's like, well, then everybody's opinion came in the door. Right. (laughs) Naturally. Episode 207. Here we go! Turtles! This is Here we go. We are doing uh, Enter the Fly by Michael Reeves and Bryn Stevens. Me and Bryn hang out all the time. I'm sure. Sorry. I'm still trying to name drop people I don't know. (laughs) This one's one's interesting to me because this one aired... Let me see. Our last episode, which was episode 6, aired on November 5th, our Mm. anniversary, of 1988. Mm -hmm. But this one didn't air until after Mm. the season had finished on Christmas Eve 1988 so 
this one kind of broke sequence. Even though they filmed it, they wrote it as episode seven, this one didn't air until the season was really just done. Hmm. Huh. And Did so they just not like it? Did they feel like it was a subpar episode maybe I mean, we, we watched it so <laughs> i think so i, I felt like they i felt yeah. like they yeah, they were waiting around to get to things in this like this was kind of a filler episode for sure maybe well this was the episode this is the, the pivotal episode for baxter stockman's character mm-hmm. true. that is true spoilers whatever <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know this or don't own the action figure Fuck you, okay. <laughs> uh, it's called Enter the <laughs> Fly, people. So, Baxter Stockman, this is the episode he turns into a fly. Yep, it happens. Uh, and so, I would just think that they probably thought this episode sucks so bad. Can we just not put it in there? But then they're like, oh, wait. We all of a sudden, Baxter Stockman is just a fly person now. We have no explanation for this. We kind of have to air it. I like him as the fly now. And now, yeah. his, now his his annoying voice fits like it's justified. It's justified. Like before, I was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's got that little yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> trailing everything he says. <laughs> so wait, we- you know the voice actor is like, I can do a fly. I can do a man fly. <laughs> this is my sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, am I too? Am I under the understanding that two hundred eight actually aired immediately after the last episode we watched? Yes. And then they just decided later, they're like, no, well, fucking, I guess now we'll air it. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Episode 13 came out on, like, the 17th of, of December that year, and then this one came out on <coughs> the 24th. I mean, you spend all that money to, to, to put, make it. To make it, you might as well put it out there and try to get some ad revenue off of it. Yeah. For sure. Well, and they also, you know, the action figure line and all that crap. Well, yeah. Wait, question. Baxter was in uh, previous episodes. Oh, yeah, oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. in every episode for this season. second season. It felt like the beginning of this is like, oh, he's a new, he's a newbie amateur scientist that, you know. I mean, that's, you, that's you say on. that, but like Shredder and Krang and all those assholes, like they really <laughs> treat each other like shit. Like I was watching right, this one again, I, I was like, it's like, what's the power structure between Krang and Shredder here? Because they're just like, I feel like they're two like middle management guys who are under some boss who like pits them against each other the way they yeah. treat each other, and then they and then it just rolls downhill to Baxter. You know, Shredder's just like just dealing out like yeah, just, and the Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, but those guys deserve it. I mean, they're dumb. They're dumb. Yeah, wicked dumb. Wicked dumb. Wicked dumb. Well, especially in this episode, it feels like that there's. It, it was kind of like you know going down the hills. Like Krang's in charge because he's the alien with all the technology and all the resources. Ben Shredder, then like Baxter slash Bebop and Rocksteady. But it seems like in this episode, like Krang screws up, and so all of a sudden Shredder's using this as a window to try to lord it over him. And we have this weird, like it kind of said, middle management like like bitch off. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Now, what's Krang's beef with the turtles? Uh, he was trying to take over Earth, and they and stopped they him. Stopped him yeah, and they kind of sent went, him back uh, to Dimension X. Too. Yeah, he was doing fine for a while, and then yeah. So, starting off this episode, I just noticed uh, with Donnie's um, invention, you know, his mm-hmm. uh, steampunk uh, espresso machine. Because I've already commented on it before, but this time I noticed that when it explodes, everything fl- gets sucked up into the ceiling. <laughs> I'm just like, none of it falls down. No. Where Where does it go? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of blew my mind. Hmm. Maybe he's got an anti-grav unit yeah. or something. To make well, sewers. We don't know what's in the New York sewers, do we? <laughs> or maybe he did, they just exploded up into the street above it. He's got like a vacuum hood over his laboratory. <laughs> Probably. 
<laughs> I'm distracted by the song because I love the song so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even pay attention. I just chill back in the cut and just try to throw in something <laughs> new that we know because that's the only thing that's consistent every episode. It's like, <laughs> right. what else can we mine out of this? Right, right. Uh, We're gonna eventually reach the the point where we got nothing. Yeah, I've never seen it all. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll come up with a new bit there. Yeah. <laughs> The turtles enter uh, flying on the blimp, headed towards the World Trade Center. Dear Lord. (laughs) Where Shredder and Baxter are working on a giant force field that's supposed to go up between the two towers. I don't know what that's going to accomplish. I love this this (laughs) moment where they're on the boat and, like, it's almost just like that playful music in the background. (laughs) With, like, flies and stuff. This is just after they're foiled. Uh, they go to the boat. Um, right. but can, here's my thought. And this this oh, whole right. episode, though, is like, how did those turtles afford that blimp? <laughs> oh, they stole it from Baxter. Yeah. That's oh, did they? That's where they got yeah. the materials for it. They okay. st- and the turtle van. All that Thieves. stuff was Baxter's stuff. And Why they go to his, his lab and steal his crap. That's not right. Wow. Whoa. I mean, so yeah. whatever happened amongst For Honor, for ninjas. Yeah. Like, but he's a bad guy, so they can steal yeah. from him. Oh, he's not a bad guy. He's forced into being a bad guy. True. Sure. I like Baxter. Yes. Yeah. Baxter Baxter. Baxter Baxter. <laughs> I love the, the, the shredder. The turtle stay at the beginning of this. Like, what's the shredder up to this time? And then you see Baxter from the side angle. He just kind of looks like a really goofy Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Baxter looks like. Uh, uh, was Crockett Don Johnson's character from Miami Vice? He looks like his oh, yeah. nerdy brother or something. I mean, he's got the '80s outfits. Yeah. He's got like that big, like, like that poofy hair and just that <laughs> horrible voice that finally comes home when he gets turned into a fly. The animation is just so weird. This episode, it was real. That's why it seems like the most embarrassing episode of the season, probably. Uh, but the turtles, the turtles are flying towards them, and then they just give up. They're like, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh, I guess we should never lie, land, and 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 like, and Shredder runs away for no reason. Yeah. Like he like, like, oh, it's the turtles. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and they took forever to get away. Yeah. And then they're literally on a boat, like literally below the building, and the turtles are like, I guess he got away. <laughs> what bo- what bothers me, I guess, is this idea of like Shredder's always running away. Like his yeah. his suit just says no I'm a, I'm a badass and no one can mess with me and he's always running away there he's afraid of the turtles it doesn't seem like a suit that would get away very easy like you get caught in <laughs> yeah. some trees or bushes and stuff <laughs> right. for sure or just I don't know yeah just the concept mm. of him running is like no he's a bad guy doesn't want he wants to seek them out mm, yeah uh, slash but the turtles are so they're so ADD this time. They're, they're just flying everywhere. More than usual. Like they're in the blimp, and then they're like, "Let's go to let's go ask Splinter for advice." Can we talk about the design flaws here? Yeah. <laughs> Donatello was the one that retrofitted this this glider and blimp right. when he was in Baxter's lab. Right. Why not just make more seats on it? Like they're all like huddled in there. Like uh, yeah, I like, hope I yeah. stay on. Yeah, there's like one huddled behind, and the other two are like sitting on the wings. Or yeah. something. And I remember the blimp. I remember that like you could yeah. uh, put them like you know they had the little spots that you can like. Yeah, Yeah, but I guess Mikey and Raph like letting their feet dangle over nothing. Well, Mikey for sure. (laughs) You know, he's gonna he's gonna yeah Mm. he's gonna put some fun into everything he does. (laughs) Mondo fun. Mondo. (laughs) The use of Mondo is fantastic throughout the episode. Yeah, it was was kicking in hard. Mm. At one point, though, Raph's voice comes out of Mikey's head. Yeah, I was bummed about that. (laughs) I know it was Donatello's voice, wasn't it? 
Nah, I think it was Raph. Maybe it was. It well, Raph like... is Donatello anyway, so. <laughs> I know the voice. Think about that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm gonna, so out of it's it. a miracle that I'm functioning at this point. You're doing good, man. Just keep, just keep right. sitting there. <laughs> Shredder and Baxter, yeah, like you said, around the bars, are surrounded by flies. There's weird music going on, uh, and we see <laughs> we see Krang. I don't know, just make one of these weird noises to start off with. It's just like. <laughs> because it's his introduction. It's almost as if the Krang as a species has to say that whenever they're introducing yeah. themselves. Oh. He looks like a, a a wrestler that always loses. Like what do they call those wrestlers that just throw the foil? The, the foil. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that really works for their characters because they never win. <laughs> they're no, never they never win. That, hmm. So much bullshit science going on in this scene. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about? Can that? we talk can we about talk like about like anytime anybody says to, to says like, oh, I'm going to refigure. Like I think they said to refigure the transponder to like <laughs> the polarization. The, yeah, yeah, whatever. the neutron polarity, and then like into dimension X, and like and you know Baxter is a real idiot for like for somebody who can like portal people between dimensions and build that blimp and all that stuff. Yeah, like what is he doing hanging out with Shredder, and why is he like the things that come out of this dude's mouth is stupid. Yeah. What's going on here? It's 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 a cartoon. Bumbling, yeah. <laughs> it's a Midtown City College for his degree in <laughs> physics, which is unfortunate because the program was collapsed the year that he graduated, so... It might have had to... to Wait, that's his backstory? No, I made that's that That's a up. great backstory. <laughs> I feel like this, this dimension is just like, if they had the intelligence to realize the, the amazing technology and inventions that they've come up with... Like, why are they chasing the turtles around? Yeah. <laughs> why are they, you can make a fortune based off of this transportation device right. easily but no you want to use it to destroy four mutant teenage turtles whose only obsession is pizza <laughs> right. just, uh. yeah transportation and storage device can you imagine like just porting all your your trash off to dimension x Mm. Dude, we're, we're sell, be great. selling the, uh, the 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 force field device that they're trying to hook oh, up yeah. to the military Oh, yeah. hand over fist oh, they don't want money though mm. no they want revenge revenge <laughs> On everything. <laughs> At what point do we want to point out the fact that this is a direct rip off of off of Vincent Price's and also Jeff Goldblum's The Fly? <laughs> Everything's a remix, Alex. Everything's a remix. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Uh, 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 Meeting uh, us here today. Uh, yeah. The, the letter two, Alex. <laughs> that, was my, that was my favorite. My favorite celebrity. Letter two, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen on Portland yet. Oh he's my like God. a doily. Uh, he's a doily and not. Uh, yeah, uh, Jeff Goldblum blooms on Portlandia. Yeah, he does like <laughs> recurring arc and yeah. within the seasons. Like, well, okay, that makes well, perfect what, sense. What, what, what kind of not are you looking for? Oh, I, 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 I know exactly. What you're <laughs> 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 Apologetically, Portlandia started doing something this last season. They started adding like these weird sound effects and stuff. Yeah, they did that a little bit in the first season. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. and when there, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, mm. like literally, I was like. I just literally shut it off. They also oh, added yeah. the milk advisory board, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> the milk advisory board. Yep. Maybe like, I should go back and watch. That. Watch because <laughs> it's like it's it's every episode and sometimes multiple times within. They're like, okay, 
this last milk didn't work, but check out this new milk, and it's just great. <laughs> it's great. Like, that that segment alone, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to keep watching this show. <laughs> Portland Portland Advisory Board. Sorry, the fly. The fly. The fly. The fly. Oh. Yeah. The Baxter gets, has to get sent back to Dimension X for no real reason. They're just like, I'm going to send these two guys back, but we have to send somebody back out to balance that out for some reason. <laughs> it's a good right. thing we talked about it out loud so that the audience knows. Which doesn't make any sense later when Baxter escapes and nobody comes back to take his mm-hmm. place. Yeah, right. Idiots. I think they're just getting the thing, you know, they're just trying to get Baxter to be complicit in Plot his own theater. destruction. <laughs> <laughs> but what, it, what was amazing with me is like how long that fly stayed with him. Yeah. You know, I'm like, like you saw it and you're like, of course that fly's going to do something because it was like right there with him, you know, like. Mm. <laughs> it's probably a little girl fly that had a crush on him. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> As a kid, though, I just imagine me watching this being like, Get that stupid fly out of there. <laughs> and then what happens, your mind is blown. You're yeah. like, oh my god, they planned that three cents ahead. <laughs> <laughs> thing, this is a dis- uh, a disintegration unit, is what they call it. Yeah. Which mm. makes no sense. M- it's a murder machine, is what yeah. it is. It's <laughs> a murder so, machine. <laughs> but for some reason, if you put two organisms <laughs> in this murder machine, <laughs> it doesn't murder them. It, it mutates Fuses them. them. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was like, I just kind of wanted him to get hit by mutagen. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was oh, to- yeah, totally yeah. fine with it. Yeah, yeah just like, okay oh, we have that. some mutagen here in Dimension X. Whoops, you slipped in it. But they had to get artsy and bring the fly into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or and they wouldn't have had that like totally metal scene where it's just his skeleton going and flashing black. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but April, April, it's good to. We haven't seen her that much. Nope. She gets flowers that day, and Irma swoons and steals them. From her, essentially. Oh, Irma. Irma. Oh, I love you, Irma. Who would it be? But she, you're talking about, we always talk about her sweater and like it's just like this big, you know, deflated blue ball or something. Mm-hmm. But today she had some real definition going on. Yeah, no, she. I'm not perfect for thinking that too. Yeah. You guys, not you guys, we, not if we all think it together. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just give some acknowledgement that you saw it too. So now that you mentioned, seen it now like that you mentioned the like episodes. baggy sweater, I wonder like if if the people who designed her were like okay, a cross between Annie Potts and the woman from Flashdance. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, is, is that, is that, that what happens? Yeah. yeah, for like the, the, the era. Yeah, because she is always wearing that low slung sweater kind of yeah. like yeah, like you're expecting her to to be wearing leg warmers. Which yeah, were huge she in the eighties. Totally. Let's pan down next time. Yeah, for Until sure. Down, sorry. Uh, the delivery boy faints at the sight of Shredder after he delivers the plant. Baxter's cousin. Plant. Yeah, Talk well, of- Baxter's cousin slash. Marty McFly, if he had never encountered Doc Brown and gone back in time to save his future, uh, and had been played by Martin Short. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I saw that character, I was like, could we have had a more of a one-dimensional nerd? They're like, well, yeah, he's flowers. Irma's always complaining though about not being able to find a man. I'm like, this is her this, perfect. That, guy. That's her man. Yeah. Why is this? It's never developed, is it? She wants a hunky dude. <laughs> she she's got this weird you know, AC Slater mentality, like um, you know, vision for who the guy she's going to be with. When her perfect match just delivered a Doku plant to April. Yep. he's a little young though, maybe. Because I would well, say she's like possible. 26. I don't know. He was wearing a tie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's in the bow tie. Time is old. <laughs> uh, but when April returns it, uh, gosh, like yeah, Splinter gives this weird exposition. 
No, I, I like how she was gonna do the thing of like, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, like she yeah. came storming oh, to, right? to her door. Yeah, she assumed because somebody sent her flowers. A, it must have been the turtles because they love her. Oh, right. so B, she can't be with them because that interspecial like sex That's is just right. whatever to her. And they straight up talked about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the sex explicitly, <laughs> but <laughs> that like, made on air. It never it work like, out between us. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. And but Splinter, the animators were just lazy here, and so <laughs> for some reason he just winks at her. That's so great. Yeah. Instead of blinks, he should have blinks. Just one eye. Which is great. Oh, I love that side story. She she asked him something too, which made it seem kind of weird. She's like, yeah. like he said something, and then it made him look like we guys like. It wasn't like the turtles like. I uh, like. I think the turtles really like me, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then she passes out. So this time it wasn't Irma; it was April. Uh, and uh, April, yeah, April is sick, and Splinter sends the turtles to go find the Gazai plant, which looks identical to the Doku, Doku plant. plant. But one of them will save her life, and one of them will kill her. Yeah, I was pretty furious as he opened that book. I was like, "Oh my gosh, guys! Just <laughs> like animate the, the, anything." The, part the bugs use. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Just at least change the color. Because <laughs> well, I was—it's red. Make it blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Or like, how hard is that? If they were like, oh, what if the one plant that kills her can also revive her in their original draft of the script? And they're like, no, we can't do that. I just like to imagine the art direction meeting. Mm. Like, there's some guy, and there's like, no. No, they have to look alike. They're two. <laughs> imagine the male of one plant and the female of another plant. They don't look that much different. <laughs> but if we don't differentiate them, <laughs> one like one terrible nerd artist in that. Like, yeah, right. like, I can't. That was my victory that day. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really. And then they didn't air it. Like maybe that's why it didn't get aired. Some <laughs> like, power city. Yeah, yeah. city. And lastly. Uh, Krang informs Shredder that Baxter escapes after he gets transformed into a fly. And I love, this is what I was talking about, that sort of like power changeover. Yep. Uh, instead of, you know, instead of vaporizing him, it cross-mutated him. What? And, and Shredder's just like, oh, real good, Krang. <laughs> <laughs> Krang goes, I didn't have to warn you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That, that uh, kind of like passive aggressive dig yeah. really tells us a lot. Oh, so much. It really about their tells us a lot. And I'm still trying to imagine, like, okay, so Krang's got the beef with him, uh, and like Shredder just jumps on board because, yeah, I hate that guy because he dishonored himself, so I'm going to spend all my time hooking up with this weird alien to like get back at this guy who kind of got dishonored in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm no, fine. it's a weird relationship. There's, there's this this yeah, weird passive aggressive relationship between Shredder and Krang where they're always trying to one up each other. And then Krang abandons Shredder on the earth. And so he has this weird you know, emotional fling with Baxter who just worships the ground he walks on hmm. and Shredder Used just gets to formerly, walk over him. Formerly worshipped. Yeah. Mm. That Not changed. anymore. Well, We'll see next time. We'll, kind of, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens. Next. No, 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 no. You know, I was just the Krang is so um, he's just so wussy. Like stop! I think he had one of the one of the lines. I might have mentioned it in a previous podcast, but I I took a a voiceover workshop with Pat one time, and he was like, mm-hmm. "I just saw Krang as a loser," and I played him hmm. like that throughout the entirety of the series. Interesting. Yeah, because he's a guy without his body. He doesn't. He's dependent on Shredder. It's like all this stuff. I was like, yeah. Well, whose brain is Krang? That's well, they can do that later. Yeah, we won't yeah, talk yeah. about that. Uh, but like, it is interesting when you think about it as him as a loser, because he's constantly trying to prove his worth 
to Shredder. And so he yeah. builds this big behemoth of a body, and, and it's like, well, now he's gonna, Shredder's going to love me. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't at all. I built a conehead cone wrestler, and yeah, yeah. this is... <laughs> Mm. The tuning fork for a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Dysfunctional relationships in the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. This has been one of the weirdest episodes. <laughs> truly, truly. We seriously should just get to like. Well, we got, got to the commercial break. break. Yeah, we got yeah. to the commercial. We got to the commercial. <laughs> that's how. That's how usually how it goes. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still wicked excited to listen to this episode. I might be mondo confused. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome shell. Like, what do I like when I'm totally sick on air? That'd be interesting. I two times real close to vomiting right yeah. in that basket. I saw you two times, and I got through it. You got it, through. I was really good. Where I was like, man, if he pukes in that bucket, <laughs> the smell in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm next. We were close. I know, man. I know. I was like, it's gonna. It's like a. Tr- it's a hairpin trigger. You know. It's like it sets off a whole reaction. Everybody's puking in here. I used to do this thing. Uh, okay. I used to. No, I would <laughs> tour with Missoula Children's Theater, and if you guys ever yeah. heard anything, we would go into the small town with the truck, and we'd have uh, a uh, we'd have the costumes, we'd have the the play, we'd have the set, everything. Yeah. And then we cast like fifty to eighty kids in a show with us. Right. We were in Texas one time, and we had all these kids, and in between, on on Saturdays we'd have a run through, and then we'd have two shows. Yeah. So in between the run through and the first show, uh, the people that were hosting this thing were like, "We brought pizza for everybody," but, they, <laughs> but all these kids were in costumes. Were like, "No, no, no! Like you can't have it like while they're in. You can't let them eat it while they're in costume." So we got all the kids out of costume. But meanwhile, like the pizza sat there for the no. entire run of the show, which was an hour. No. And then and then it sat while all the kids got out of their things, and they served it to them anyway. And these kids like. After the second show, Real I remember there were the, we were doing the Wizard of Oz, and <laughs> the Munchkins would hold their hands like this, and this the 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 there were four to six year olds. They were the flowers, the 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 poppies and stuff. They'd have this whole dance. Then they put Dorothy to sleep, and one of this flower just puked all over this flower banner, like right backstage. And I come backstage, and all these Munchkins are like this, and then like after the show was over, it was just like. Right after the show, it happened. No exaggeration. Like seven kids puked. <laughs> it was just like one after another, and like kids are standing in line, like turning their costumes. Like, the last I saw this kid, he's like, mm. "Like what's what's matter? Are you okay?" He's like, mm. "Just he had his bag with his costume. He just puked right all into his costume." I was like, "Well, I gotta wash that." But literally nine kids puked wow. in the space of like what's an hour and wow. a half. <laughs> Rotten, nasty, gnarly pizza. Summer. Texas. That costumes. is costumes, kids. Cost. That is a recipe for disaster. Oh I remember I, to this day. I remember it was June thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> June thirteenth shall ever be known as the day of puke. And whenever June thirteenth rolls around, I'm like, "Yep, day yep. of puke." <laughs> I, I always like send up my ex to her partner a, a text message like, "Happy day of puke." <laughs> And the smell, I remember the smell, uh, and it got in the costumes, it got in like uh, some of the set pieces. It was awful. And that traveled oh, with you to other cities around it the It really did. Oh. I remember the next show we did, kids were like, <laughs> Did you wash it or did you just like rinse it off? No, we washed it, yeah. but I mean, it was Still. polyester, and sometimes yeah. polyester just yeah. holds on to stuff. Dude. <sighs> well, this has been a medically <laughs> interesting episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you have stories about puke, <laughs> yeah. please, no pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, send them into turtlecompodcast at gmail.com. Or even better, just Instagram. I'll take a look at them. Hashtag turtlecom. Yeah. 
<laughs> Are you going to post that picture of your bathtub? I kind of am debating oh, it. Oh, no, please. Don't. That was pretty gross. Like, I caught it, like, side <laughs> out of my eye, and I was like, oh. Oh, like, I literally had that moment, like, I can't look at that. Yeah, okay, I, well, I took a picture only because I was like, they're never going to believe me because people bullshit about I'm sick all the time. It's not going to work or do anything. But it was like, yeah. I was so sick. That I was like, I need... And I did, never mind. I'm not gonna go into details as to why I puked in the bathtub. But hey, guess what, guys? Sometimes stuff does yeah, not go no, right. No choice. Yeah, does not go right. <laughs> Necessity is the father of invention. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Puking your bathtubs, people. I need to go uh, buy uh, paper towels to clean that out later. Anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna leave all of this. <laughs> you could do, do the Kramer thing and just put a uh, uh, a garbage disposal in your bathtub. Oh. <laughs> 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 Great. All right. Thank you, uh, Brian Bliss and Mike C. Oh, uh, whatever your last name is. Seeloff. Seeloff. Michael Seeloff. Seeloff. Oh, yeah. Okay. C-f-ro. Well, thanks for having us. Oh, thanks thank for uh, yeah, coming. Yeah, handshake yeah. for you all. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you got the three pads. There you go. I don't think they, they, the, do they do that? That's, that's oh, what yeah, I was that's that's other hands. handshake. But yeah. Do, yeah, do they grip just one finger? I like it. I'm okay. keeping it. Is that, is that what it is? That right? Like that. Yeah. yeah you can't like see that. this. All right, let's end this because I'm going to go to the bathroom right now. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. Join us all next week. Bye-bye. I can do it because I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm still convinced at some, t- some point during this recording I will throw up. So, yeah. Should we, we have something guys. prepared for you? It actually wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, maybe we should. There's there's a trash can just outside that door, and I only say that because I would rather be prepared than Than to be caught totally off guard and like stain their carpet with. And well, it's gonna go right onto you, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just use this? No. (laughs) There's a donut in there, man. What are you you thinking? I'm gonna eat it. See, like, don't be wasteful. <laughs> the third donut. No, but seriously, if you don't mind, um, yeah, just, just, there, just grab <laughs> that. So sorry. Yeah, don't let the yeah, let the six seven guy do it. That's good. We get sponsors. Do you have sponsors? We need to do that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored give us free stuff. Yeah. Sponsored in part by Fresh Donuts. <laughs> Formerly Donuts Cheaper. From the corner of Glendale. <laughs> Formerly done. For those of you who went to Donuts Cheaper. <laughs> Wait, was that really what it used to be called? Yeah. Oh Donuts my cheaper. gosh. <laughs> Just I'm it glad off. they rebranded because, boy, that name sucks. <laughs> Well, they're right next to a 7-Eleven. Okay. So I, figured, um, <laughs> I figured they're just like, hey, we're donuts and we are cheaper. Come, yeah. come to our donuts. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. This is sweet old Korean lady. It always is. <laughs> no, I, uh, I used to go to this place that had not a sweet Korean woman. Oh, really? It was this Baskin-Robbins place. It was just like... Oh, that's Baskin-Robbins. Baskin-Robbins <laughs> did donuts? Well, it used to be... Well, it was this place that was like sold donuts... Fucking ice cream, all these different things, and okay. it was like a Hershey's store or something. It was in Lakeview mm-hmm. or something, and then they changed. It was then they changed to a Baskin Robbins. Lakeview, like down south or in Chicago? No, in Chicago. Oh, gotcha. And like this woman was so mean. Hurry up, choose. <laughs> Who chose? And we like, can we get a taste of this? And like, oh my god.
for your tasting donuts? No, you could taste uh, oh, ice cream. Yeah. So, <laughs> she never wanted. So to that's give on you. you. <laughs> she never wanted to give you more than two tastes. I couldn't oh, yeah. decide one time between like the chocolate chip and. <laughs> There was something and else. Chocolate. <laughs> I think it was like bubble gum and cookie uh, dough or something yeah. like chocolate chip. I was like, yeah. she's like, what you want? I was like, I don't know. Surprise me. And she gave me like fucking cookie dough and bubble gum together. And oh, I was just like, that's a bad surprise. I, was, I, was, I think she did it on purpose. I was yeah. like, sounds like <laughs> it. <fucking cut face."> <laughs> <laughs> she's Who the in the world is going to want bubble gum and, and cookie dough, dough nah, together? She's the worst. Well. <laughs> she's the worst. We used to go in there and just stir up. Like almost every day, yeah, it takes forever. You got what you, yeah, yeah, you, got what you paid for. Yeah, right. right. Like after that, I was like, mm. every, every day, every day I pass by here, I'm going to give you a little bit of grief. <laughs> <laughs> you told me a funny anecdote though that I that I was like, that makes sense because like when they hired her in the process for testing for the pilot of Castle, she like freaked out totally and like cut all her hair off. Before like the network test, what? and so the, ca- the casting freaked the fuck out because that's like, like the last thing you're supposed to ever yeah. do. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they, I'll change the way I look entirely. now that they're interested in me. Yeah. Did she have one of those moments like Britney Spears or something? She's like, I'm gonna go for the Britney today. Well, like Brian was saying earlier, she just kind of moves to their own beat of her drum that she made herself. Yeah. <laughs> She really, I, I just, she yeah, she, I, yeah, she was supposed to be doing that Steppenwolf thing, and she just kind of, I remember, I was like, what? Yeah, she, she kind of does whatever she wants to do. Yeah. I, I, I just had this weird moment where I was like, oh, I don't want to retell that story again, but there are people who are on the podcast, <laughs> like, didn't necessarily, I was doing some daytime Shakespeare with Stana, and she uh, was supposed to be in the Steppenwolf theater program. Which she was, but you weren't supposed to do anything outside of you that. Exclusive, yeah, you were exclusive. Yeah, you were supposed to be exclusive. And I was like, what are you doing doing this? And she, and she was like, well, I'm not going to stop acting. <laughs> you know, she's like, we're just taking classes there right now. I'm not going to stop acting. And I was like, oh, oh, she's difficult. She'll she'll never work. <laughs> Seven seasons <laughs> later. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. She was changing your appearance, though. Like, I just got a hair transplant. Did you do um, it? Yeah, I did it. That's oh, cool. why I wear my hat, everyone. And I got two auditions this week. And it's like, Groovy. oh, can you take off your hat? And I'm like, ah. No. And they're like, oh, oh, don't worry. Okay, that's fine. But there's one take where I took, and they're like, we can't see your face at all. Yeah, Your yeah. hat brim is in front of your face. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm not getting that one. But um, <laughs> it's funny that they allowed me to do it. Yeah. But one of the casting directors said, oh, I liked it that you were like, you know, Balding and like, oh really? Yeah, he liked that look, and I'm like, well, it's too late now. Yeah, here's the here's here's the thing with that is like, you were a more specific look, like you were, you know, if something for your very specific look came out, like the casting directors and those people like having somebody in their pocket like that. But the Mm -hmm. truth is, is you as a working actor won't have as many opportunities for auditions. So it's you kind of decide, like, when I was super heavy, like, I had a better callback ratio Mm. to what I was doing, but now that I'm, like, 100 pounds lighter than I used to be, I have more auditions. Yeah, and that's... So it's... Yeah, yeah, what what do you... I mean, yeah, it's... What do you... I mean... 
you, you got to make the best decision and that's for you and then just go with it. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Like, that was the first comment, though, from a casting director. You're like, oh, all right. Well, that's it's, a stupid decision. Well, casting you know, directors are also $7, the... $7,000. Hey, wait a second. Let's not get too far <laughs> no, into that were, comment. Cast, well, I mean, <laughs> right. it's, a, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> casting directors are the same people that will tell you to go get in theater so that they can see you and that's how you get ahead. But the second that you have a theater conflict for something that you're doing, you're, you're not a serious actor yeah. because you're not you're not putting yeah. everything into this. So like, <laughs> that sucks. I don't. I don't. But that's not a, yeah. that's not a casting director thing. That's an industry thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know they you know the actors really kind of at the crux of it all. Really, that's true. Trying to make everybody happy yeah. and pissing off only their friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> well, which brings us back to an interesting point with Stana is like. I mean, she really kind of did what she was going to do, and honestly, she was a really interesting, wonderful person, and everybody liked her, so, yeah. like, it worked out for her. Yeah. Me being the type of person that I am, I don't know if I could get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, like... I second... I'm, for myself, I also feel the same way. I'm like, like uh, I can only do what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I'm just not that charming. Oh, not anymore. So much turtle talk. <laughs> yeah, right. <So> turtle <laughs> the turtles didn't get the transplant, and that's why. Do they? They have, yeah. yeah. They would have hair otherwise. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. 